welcome to the Wit to S podcast. I'm Steve Lewis Brammer. The aim of this podcast is to help salespeople, sales managers, and business owners increase the sales, improve the profits, and beat the competition. This is episode six why most newly employed salespeople don't last more than two years. I'm going to start this podcast with an apology. It breaks my usual keep it short rule, and I use some terms which may seem derogatory, unless I explain that I've used them on purpose to make things as concise as I can do. I trust that when you've listened to it, I'll have explained why I've done this, and that I'll have conveyed the message and its moral as well as I intended to. It's a podcast about why most newly employed salespeople don't last more than two years, a commonly accepted and quoted statistic. But why is that? Well, I'll explain why I believe it to be the case. During his time as leader of GE, legendary CEO Jack Welch introduced a staff appraisal system where employees were graded A, B or C. The system was called differentiation. Welch said that staff could be broken down into three types. A's are the stars of an organisation, the self-started and self-motivated individuals who need minimal management input and just need to be given clear objectives and strategy. He said these would typically account for around 10% of a workforce. The C's are the baggage who need excessive time and effort from management and need constant cajoling and prodding to do what they are required to do. Again, Welch said that this group accounted for another 10% of the workforce, and the B's accounted for everyone else in between, the 80%. In Welch's system, the B's are the biggest group with a wide range of abilities and need management, support, procedures and guidelines to do their job as the company requires them to. The C's invariably wouldn't or couldn't perform as required, even with that management input, and so they're deemed an unnecessary distraction to the company's management. The approach to dealing with people in the system was simple. Champion, support and reward the A's, and look in the B's to find those who had the potential to become A's, and then support and develop them to join that elite group. The C's either had to change or get out, including being managed out, a contentious point about the differentiation system. Again, they looked at who was hiding in the bees but was really a C to ensure they were constantly removing bad apples and demonstrating that poor performance would not be accepted, thereby encouraging everyone to raise their game. To many, this sounds brutal. But it's part of what made Welch the outstanding CEO of the 20th century and earned him a fortune in salary and share options as GE fought to keep him at the helm for as long as they could. The challenge with salespeople. As many sales managers will tell you, in sales it can be difficult to understand who are the B's with potential to become A's relatively quickly as well as those who have longer-term potential to become good Bs and then could even be As in future with the right continued encouragement and support. This is the challenge for today's sales managers. As are easy to spot. 
Outright C's can be quickly identified as well. But there are C's who can tell a good story, make all the right noises, and masquerade as bees before being found out. And in a sales role, that often takes around two years to come to light and be resolved. Likewise, potential A's can be overlooked as they struggle with getting to grips with new product ranges, a new company and its procedures, as well as getting their heads around new competition. It's especially difficult when it comes to new sales employees who invariably have a steep learning curve to endure as they grapple with all of these things, testing not only their ability, but also testing and weakening their drive, resolve and enthusiasm. This applies to both those new to selling as well as experienced salespeople who are changing industry and or type of selling. For example, from fast-moving consumable goods to capital equipment from project selling and from selling tangibles, i.e. products, to intangibles, that is selling services. In terms of knowledge in a new industry, newly employed salespeople go through four stages in their development. One, novice, where everything is new. Two, learning where things start to make sense and they're fully aware that they're amassing information, understanding and getting to grips with procedures, and the salesperson is coming to terms with paperwork, systems and culture. Three, knowledgeable, where they've grasped the basics and have answers to frequently asked questions that they're ready to use. And four, expert, where they know more than the average bear, can speak with authority, command respect, and where their opinion is valued by colleagues and prospects. It's a brief explanation. I trust the descriptions are sufficient though to establish the differences between the stages. The journey from novice to expert is minimum two years and depending on the complexity of the product or service they're selling it can be even longer and for the salesperson it can be arduous. At the beginning, they and others, that is colleagues and prospects and customers alike, know the salesperson is new, knows they're naive, for want of a better phrase. They're allowed to make mistakes and people are tolerant that they don't know certain things. It's kind of okay to be this way, but only to a point and only for a short while. By the time a still relatively new salesperson reaches the learning stage, the expectation of the salesperson themselves, their colleagues and their prospects and customers is changing and there is less tolerance, less forgiving of things not being correct. A trait of many salespeople is pride in their own ability. That is a kind of resilience and resourcefulness so they don't like to call themselves new anymore. And frustration can start to build in not being able to do more or being allowed to do more. And this can be tough to get through. Mistakes will be made. Forgiveness will not necessarily be forthcoming from others and from themselves too. And their confidence can suffer. During this time, a new salesperson can wrongly look and feel like a C in B's clothing. And management, colleagues and customers can withdraw support from what they may have started to feel is a lost cause. 
Similarly, it can be a stage in their journey where salespeople can start to question management, the company, the products, and their place in that company longer term. For those who tough it out and reach the knowledgeable stage, the more resilient and resourceful ones will already be starting to look like A's, and in some cases they may have already decided they can move on to bigger and better things. Just check the LinkedIn profiles to see if they look like a CV. Looking like salespeople who know what they're doing, management are likely to pay them less attention, and they may start to feel unappreciated, even taken for granted, albeit that's not what management intended. For those who haven't decided to move on, errors will still occur, and criticism is likely to still keep coming from their more experienced and more learned colleagues who believe that they should know everything by now. That can reduce their enthusiasm and drive further, and they may withdraw from progressing to the final stage. The sad thing is, they're only just starting to cover their costs in terms of sales and profitability, which they'll be made aware of by management and colleagues. And for the proud, that can be hard to deal with. For those determined enough to have seen it through, who are keen to keep adding to their knowledge after two years minimum, they finally arrive at the expert stage, when their knowledge is good, it's valuable, and they are an asset to the company, customers and prospects alike. But it's been one heck of a journey, and there will be many who set out on the journey who won't make it this far. Hence why so many salespeople change jobs every two years. So what can be done to help them? For the company, it's a case of giving them all the product knowledge they can. To understand how the salesperson is grasping it, to support them with the training and procedures and systems knowledge and be regularly evaluating how they're progressing, celebrating their development as it happens. Whilst mistakes will be made, tolerance should apply, coupled with good explanations of what needs to be done better and coaching and support given to help the salesperson work as required. Improved sales skills knowledge helps both newly employed and longer-term salespeople. As most companies in the UK still don't train people on selling skills, many salespeople can struggle, with companies thinking that product knowledge is expected to be enough. With skills training, they can improve and refine their existing abilities and add new tools to the bag, giving them the chance to make the most of every opportunity. For newly employed salespeople, those tools can help them convert opportunities at a higher rate, essential to compensate for the self-doubt and challenges of the learning and knowledgeable stages. It also gives them the chance to achieve bigger and better results, which in selling often converts to a higher reward, that is increased salary, commissions, bonus payments, promotions and recognition. And these things keep them wanting to progress with an employer who believes they are valuable enough to invest in. Many salespeople reward that employer with increased loyalty and sense of duty to ensure that they repeatedly deliver and exceed targets. Continued personal development and growth help salespeople develop to realise their potential and fulfil their ambitions and goals. 
improve job satisfaction and enhance gratitude for their employer is achieved, and many salespeople will develop an increased loyalty, whereby the company benefits from numbers of years of them being in the expert stage when return on investment for the employer is maximised. So who should do all of this? Well, product knowledge must be the responsibility of the employer and the management team that the salesperson works for. Nobody does it better than you, or at least they shouldn't. Sales skills and personal development are best left to specialists in that field. People who can explain not only what should be done and how, but why it should be done that way and in the manner that they have shared. The companies and individuals chosen must be able to overcome any questions, concerns, doubts or worries that the salesperson may have and should practice what they preach, not just spout theory. Sure, it takes time to do this and there's an investment to make. Do this though and you'll be rewarded both in terms of the time and money you'll save and not going through a plethora of salespeople who come and go without reaching the expert stage as well as with increased sales and profits. Those will be delivered by salespeople that your prospects and customers will value as experts, whose word will be entrusted especially where projects are larger and have a higher value. Who knows, even the rest of your employees may just come to appreciate your salespeople as well. Stranger things have happened. For more on what it takes to succeed in selling, visit the Wit2S blog at www.wit2s.com. That's W-I-T-2-S. There, you'll find posts on all things sales, sales management, and business-related. And if you're looking to develop your salespeople so they help you increase your sales, improve your profits, and beat your competition, we'd love to help.